This is our devotional commentary for 1 Samuel chapter 15. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. And Samuel said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now therefore listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came up out of Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul summoned the people and numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 men on foot, 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenite, Go, depart. Go down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the people of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. And Saul defeated the Amalekites from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and devoted to destruction all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fattened calves and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless they devoted to destruction. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. Samuel was angry, and he cried to the Lord all night. Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, and it was told Samuel, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself and turned and passed on and went down to Gilgal. Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be you to the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have devoted to destruction. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop! I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, Speak. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took up the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord 
as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now therefore, please, pardon my sin and return with me, that I may bow before the Lord. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul seized the skirt of his robe, and it tore. And Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day, and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret, for he is not a man that he should have regret. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me, that I may bow before the Lord your God. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul bowed before the Lord. Then Samuel said, Bring here to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag came to him cheerfully. Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. And Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agag to pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house in Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Listen to the words of the Lord. This phrase from the first verse introduces the key message of 1 Samuel 15. God's king must submit to God's will. His top priority should be to please the Lord through obedience to his commands. However, in this case, some may be bothered more by God's command than by Saul's incomplete obedience. Why would a compassionate and loving God tell Saul to completely destroy the Amalekites for their bad treatment of Israel centuries earlier? Dale Ralph Davis begins his response like this, quote, First, it is horrid. Second, our claim is only that Scripture is true, not that it is sanitized. Third, Yahweh's vengeance should not be repudiated, but praised. If it is a virtuous vengeance, that is, if it is a just vengeance. Unquote. Note that Samuel calls the current generation of Amalekites sinners. And he charges the current king with atrocious war crimes. So 
These people had clearly not repented of their evil despite 300 years of God's patience. Perhaps we don't appreciate God's vengeance as we should, but His suffering people have always rejoiced in the assurance that a sovereign God will ensure that justice prevails in the end. God saves His people by crushing His enemy. It was because he failed to trust God's way that Saul failed to obey God's word. He has turned back from following me, says the Lord. Saul has a more upbeat view of the situation, putting a positive spin on his behavior and failing to grasp the gravity of his sin. But Samuel tells it as it is. This was not a mere mistake or misunderstanding on Saul's part. It was rebellion, presumption, idolatry, a rejection of God himself. Saul was just wanting to get things back to normal as soon as possible, but Samuel pushed back against this nonchalant attitude towards sin. To reject God's word is to reject his authority. None of Saul's burnt offerings on an altar could have replaced the pleasure God could have had from the living sacrifice of Saul's will. To obey is better than sacrifice. Because Saul rejected him, the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. It says twice in this chapter. So we're surprised to read that kind of language used of an eternally wise God particularly when in the same chapter we're told that the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret since he is not a man that he should have regret. The everlasting one does not vacillate, but the firmness of God's purpose does not cancel out his feelings of sorrow when we do not obey his word. That's the paradox conveyed in 1 Samuel 15. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitofc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.